This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. And uh, yesterday we made mention of this piece in the New York Times about Lou Taylor, the former, well, the former manager or part of the management team of Britney Spears. Uh, they did this piece in the New York Times. Our homework was to read it. We both read it. Am I right, Bradley? Yes, and, and it was a lot. Um, yes. But it really just sounds like Lou Taylor's uh, initial $40,000 investment into the world of Spears paid off. I'll tell you what that means in a moment, but at least it paid off until now. What follows is based on a New York Times piece about Louise Taylor. Louise M. Taylor. I think it's M. Anyway, Louise Taylor. Lou, they call her in the business. She is the head of something called TriStar. We're on that in a bit. But essentially, um, way back in the day, in 2008, she uh, made a loan to one Jamie Spears. Mm -hmm. That is the father of Britney Spears. And that $40,000 loan seems to have paid off to the tune of millions of dollars. And what you then learn in this piece is just the story about how she ingratiated herself with the Spears family, inevitably convinced Jamie Spears, if you believe the article, or at least it leads you in that direction. And let's just say, because she likes to sue the crap out of people who say otherwise. Yeah. Allegedly, (laughs) all of what you're hearing is alleged (laughs) or can be uh, supposed and postulated about after reading this article. She ingratiates herself with the Spears world and is rewarded handsomely for it. The thing that you that you really realize in stark contrast when you read through this um, story about Lou Taylor and her involvement with the Spears family is you, you realize how easy it is or how easy it seems to be, allegedly, for... People who understand the finer mm, loopholes of financial planning and and financial laws Mm -hmm. to make more money doing funny things, Mm -hmm. right? Because she split off parts of the company or her entertainment group to do financial planning. And then those two sort of, pieces of Britney's estate were in bed together. And then the foundation funded another, um, another charity that she was involved with. And there were all these like funnels that she set up 
allegedly, for that money to flow through that really all well, came back to her. Yeah, and that's not even alleged. That that's actually, like, is, that actually that's happened. Yeah. So um, in the article lays out very clearly uh, a case, I think, against Louise Taylor. And it talks about how under California rules, a conservator must avoid any personal business or professional interest or relationship that is or reasonably could be perceived as self-serving. Uh, or adverse to the best interest of the conservatives. So what that means is, like, if you're the conservator, you can't um, be jumping into bed with people that uh, in the conservatorship that are going to benefit you financially. Well, Mm -hmm. not long. I mean, again, just to reiterate, in 2008, uh, she makes a loan to Britney's father for $40,000 because he was struggling financially. She got involved, it seems like, with Jamie Lynn first, and then Jamie, which is weird. Like, it's weird to me how, I mean, I think I understand why, if you're Lou Taylor, you know, low-hanging fruit, right? Like, if you want Britney Spears, the best thing to do is to start showing her and her family what you're capable of, and you can do that with uh, your Tri-Star Sports and Entertainment Group. You work with Jamie Lynn, and then... Curiously, although nobody really understands why, she starts mm-hmm. working with Jamie. But at a time when As he was client. struggling, yeah, he he basically was um, a restaurant worker, caterer, mm-hmm. and she was representing him and made a forty thousand dollar loan. And literally, literally, I think it was I don't remember exactly how many months, but a number of months uh, after he she made that loan to him. That the conservatorship goes into effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. After consulting with the owner of the company, TriStar Sports and Entertainment, uh, James Spears had his daughter placed into a conservatorship. Uh, not long after that conservatorship commences, accounts for Brittany are opened at an obscure Tennessee firm called Stonebridge Wealth, which we have found uh, since Lou Taylor co-founded and co-owned and Mm -hmm. then went on to sell and was like, we don't do anything again. You can read the article and form your own conclusions about what you think. But like, if you just go back to the under California judicial rules, the conservator must avoid any personal business or professional interest or relationship that could reasonably be perceived as self-serving. He owed her money at the time that he hooked her up with work via his daughter's conservatorship. So it just stinks. Whether that legally is a case, we'll find out. But certainly, I think the New York Times did a good job of laying all this out. And again, um, it it just, it it seems obvious to me that they need to keep digging because it just seems so obvious that Lou Taylor saw Cash Cow, tried to milk it. Exactly. Tried to milk the cat or did successfully milk the cash cow. And and there's just all sorts of other fascinating things, which, by the way, I think would make for a great uh, documentary series. So TikTok. Well, uh, seriously, this I want to see. Like, I want this, you know, docuseries, this 10 part docuseries where we get the whole history of Lou Taylor and her involvement with the Spears family. And what's so amazing to me, I, I guess, like. Rule number one of illegal money management, don't act like you're illegally managing money, right? Yeah. She continues to just show up, you know, festooned in opulence wherever she goes, um, as though none of this is actually going on. Um, But they've been playing with the house's money, all of them, for over a decade. And I really, truly think it would have, well, 
it would have gone on if had they had she not had Brittany not successfully argued to have the conservatorship ended. This would still be going on for who knows how long. And they were just not hoping to not get caught, allegedly. And TriStar Entertainment uh, was making a lot of money off of her tours and all that kind of stuff. But then once she was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. That's when they made this arrangement, allegedly, supposedly, between um, Jamie Spears and uh, TriStar. That TriStar would just get $500,000 a year. At a time when she's not doing anything, so it's not, that is, Brittany is not doing anything, so mm-hmm. it's not clear, like, why do you need $500,000 if you're not actually doing anything? Right, because she's not doing anything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And right. that money also went to hire um, that security. Yep. They've, like, used that money, um, as it's told in the article anyway, that money to um, go after people uh who question, mm-hmm. you know, that is actual free Britney supporters. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has on a granular level through her, you know, attorneys gone after bloggers, mm-hmm. free Britney people on the internet. I mean, you got to ask yourself why. I mean, I understand it's her reputation. I imagine that's what her argument would be. But at the same time, like you have to pick and choose. And right. I always think you place, you know, you spend money on the things that are important to you. So clearly, you know, people are getting to her by saying these things, right? which makes me think that the people in charge should be investigating that because that is not like, if you're not guilty, why are you acting guilty? And to your previous point about how she uh, has a tendency to get real litigious. um, She basically forbid anybody who worked for TriStar entertainment to speak to New York times, even though they reached out to just about everybody they possibly could, yeah. um, people were afraid to speak out mm-hmm. because they were afraid of legal retaliation. Yeah. So that's another, you know, that's another way you can wield power with money uh, and just tell people plain and simple, you will get in gigantic trouble mm-hmm. if you say a word. And so people aren't talking and nobody's able to say anything. I do think though, you know, there's enough fishiness. Again, there's um the the financial records that were turned over to the court that had that nickel dimed the smallest little things, like a cookie for eight dollars and eight cents or something like that. Yeah. Um, little tiny expenditures, but they are not able to account for many major expenditures. Yeah. So it's almost like, again, there was some care put into trying to hide some of that money movement in plain sight. It's just, you know, it begs questions and those questions need to be answered. And if you're Britney Spears and you've just come out of a, you know, problematic conservatorship for the last 14 years, I, you know, I hope anyway that she will continue to pay for her lawyers um, to go digging for this stuff because I would not be surprised if somebody was able to legally Mm -hmm. determine that Jamie Spears did things with money that he was not supposed to do, or Mm -hmm. at the very least, even, even if, again, we don't, I don't know the legalese, but just the appearance of this Mm -hmm. seems to directly implicate Jamie Spears and possibly even Lou Taylor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't smell good. Mm -hmm. None of it smells real good. It's stinky, but I'll tell you what does smell good. Elizabeth Reese. She's bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. We will catch up with her and a dirt alert after this on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. 
The wonderful Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth. Well, hello, you guys. Did you get to see Steve Patterson on Live with Kelly and Ryan today? No, we just saw him live and in person. Oh, that's great. Which is almost as good. I think so, too. A little dirt alert shout out to him because he was on Live with Kelly and Ryan uh, zipping about New York City, chatting with people about what they're grateful for this holiday season. And it was a, a fun show because Fred Savage was on. So it was like three of my favorite people, Aww. Fred Savage, Aww. Steve Patterson, and Steve Patterson happened to run into Josh Groban on the street oh and then God. chatted with him as part of his story that How he presented cool to that? Kelly and Ryan. It was very fun. I'm sure that's online, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. sure it is, too. I'm sure Steve will post it, too. But it was fun because Minnesota got some shout outs. My talk got some shout outs. The Donna and Steve show, of course. So, you know, we always like that. Of course. Very good stuff. Um, in the meantime, I've got some dirt to get to. Um, let's start with uh, the Sex in the City cast issuing a joint statement on Chris Noth. Yikes. Saying we are deeply saddened to hear the allegations against Chris Noth. We support the women who've come forward and shared their painful experiences. We know it must be a very difficult thing to do and we commend them for it. And that statement was signed by Cynthia Nixon, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen Davis. And of course, Chris Noth, who is one of the stars of Sex in the City and the Sex in the City and Just Like That reboot um, has now been dropped by his talent agency. Peloton pulled down all of the ads that they did with yes. him following the release of the Sex and the City reboot. And then um, he has been accused by three women of uh, sexual assault. No good. Yeah. I mean, it's only probably going to get worse, you know, so this seems like they had to at least say something, especially in light of the fact that they all just worked together. I think and- they had to say something. And particularly the fact that the show addresses like every non-addressed issue like it's every issue is addressed in the show it's in the first three episodes that's been kind of the criticism of it is that it makes your head kind of spin because it's like whoa yeah they throw a lot at you wow but i will say you know the in terms of a statement right like a public statement they do a great job of making it about the victims and not about the person who Mm -hmm. is their colleague yeah Mm -hmm. they say they're deeply saddened they Mm -hmm. only mention him once we're deeply saddened to hear the allegations against chris noth and then they went on and only talked about these women and i think that's the way you have to do it because Mm -hmm. you know we've learned that that statement where it's like um you know that's not the chris noth that i knew you know or something like that Mm -hmm. even though those things all might be true like they could be going, oh my gosh, how is this possible? This is not the guy that I knew. Like yeah. how I know I know him. I love this person. How right. could this happen? That's that's for like private processing. The mm-hmm. public statement route is definitely needs to be. We've um, evolved. Victim forward. We yeah. have evolved after of many of these. Yeah, we- hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. 
How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Types and allegations have come out. For sure. How true that is. Right? So there you go. I watched the third episode last night. And do you love it? I like it. Okay. Yeah. I'm not feeling, I don't know if I had like this, this expectation that it had to be, I don't, I didn't have any expectations of what it had to be. And I know right. that like the second movie was so bad and I didn't really love that either, but I also just sort of enjoyed it. Like just go along for the ride. Yeah. It's just like a story. It doesn't have to be this like huge emotional thing. It's just the story. Yeah. Yeah. Of where sure. these women are at. I do think it's kind of funny that, you know, they're like, they're 55 and sometimes they are acting like it's like, oh my gosh, so much time has passed. We're all so old. So that's actually the biggest critique. I think I told you this already. Yeah. The biggest critique of, from a friend who's watching it. She was like, I'm just tired of them talking about how old they are. Yeah, I know. Like we all are. Okay. We've all grown. Yes. But they are going through real things that people go through at yeah. any age and particularly as you get a little older, like the loss of a spouse, the, um, you know, breakdown of friendships. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Although, like, the breakdown of the friendship with Samantha happened because Kim Cattrall in real life hates all of their I was just going to say, like, that breakdown, that friendship breakdown happened. So that feels a little... go. Crazy. It's a little too real. I agree with you on that. Uh, Kelly Clarkson losing her attempt to have her ex-husband, Brandon Blackstock, evicted from their Montana property. You know, this is the ranch where they were quarantining Hold together. together, yeah. Yeah, their ongoing divorce battle. This is a setback for... Kelly, uh, she was trying to get him evicted from the Montana property that the judge awarded solely to her. He's been living in it and said he doesn't have the financial means to afford to purchase a residence of his own at this time, citing the unresolved financial aspect of their divorce, meaning he needs her money in order to continue. I just... There was like a bad money thing going on here. Listen, I don't have any inside information. I'm just saying that like she found out that he had been siphoning money and it was... She couldn't move past it and, and I feel very sad for her trying to claw back even more money yeah I think the piece that like nobody nobody can relate to somebody living at a 10 million dollar ranch and not leaving because they can't afford a house right nobody can relate to that right <laughs> like that is but okay I know and then now he's in Montana and she's in LA with the kids like yeah. when are you seeing these kids this is the other thing I don't understand about the celebrity business of just like going back and forth yeah where the I, world is your backyard. I guess. That sounds so exhausting. Mm-hmm. But I've got one backyard to manage and that you always had to pick know. up the dog poo oh, back there. You have to like hire people to do stuff. and Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of too much work. Yeah. They did come to a custody agreement over their children um, a while ago. So I don't know what's happening there. I would assume that she's got most of the custody because he's in Montana. Yeah. I mean, they're not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pratt and Katherine Schwarzenegger are um, adding another baby to their family in 2022. So she is pregnant with her second child. Oh, congratulations. And they just had a um, couple. Yeah, little baby Lila Maria was born in August of 2020. And then they're going to have um, another tiny person. And then, of course, Chris Pratt has his nine year old son with his ex wife, Anna Ferris. So good. I'm I- not even going to wade into the awful, terrible things he said that indicated 
that Catherine Schwarzenegger was better at giving him healthy children. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What? Yeah. He. It was this like... When? Oh, Why? This was a few weeks ago. She, he was writing something schmaltzy and like, obnoxious about Catherine. And, you know, he made a point of, you know, gushing over the fact that she was able to give him health a healthy child. What? Yeah, and I don't even like that in general. It just felt real backhanded because they have a lot of issues Chris, with their other child. They do. Uh, the child that he had with um, Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris uh, was premature and had a bunch of oh. health issues. So apparently, yeah, young Catherine did it better. Yeah, because she's you know a spry young thing. I just don't think Chris Pratt thinks a lot about the words that come out of his mouth. Probably evidenced not. by his uh, attempt at poetry. Dings to the left. Dongs to the right. <laughs> that actual words he wrote. Yeah. In an attempt to heal. The uh, burgeoning divide in our country. Thank you mm. for that. Chris You're welcome. Yeah. Maybe that simpleton spirit is what we need to move forward. Is well, it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Silence sometimes is the best. Yeah. Um, Bethany Frankel is hinting that maybe she's single. Um, I don't know. She posted, this is what people are reading into in a social media post. She said, shout out to all my hashtag jingle ladies who can put their own ring on it. And I don't even know what that means. So people are thinking that she is single and that she and her fiance have gone their separate ways again. Basically like, Hey, you make your own money. You hustle your yeah. own way. You get your own ring and you don't need you him to get you a ring. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but she was not wearing her engagement ring in the picture. Okay. And so a lot ever, all these followers are like, where's your ring? Wait, is she single? Oh no, you broke up with Paul. I feel like it might be a little bit of a sign. I, you know what? I wish her happiness. <laughs> Me too. It's a long oh, road gosh. For Is she her. still doing that smart girl or smart woman or what's um, it, what was the name of her? I don't Skinny know. girl. Skinny, Skinny girl. girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> smart girl. I know. Okay. Smart girl? I know. I wish that right. that had a different name. Me too. Like there's a blog called Skinny Taste that yep. I like a lot of the recipes and yep. I just like love. I love the content. But I would like to switch we change the name. The name. Yeah, that exactly. Would be great. Thanks. I'm with you. Elizabeth <laughs> thank Reese, you. thank you for that dirt alert. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to solve some pop culture mysteries. Holly's going to give them to us. We're going to solve them after this on My Talk 1071. Pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And Holly's going to bring us these uh, pop culture mysteries, and we're going to try to solve them in a little segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Ooh, hot celebrity gossip mysteries just for you, Colleen and Bradley. Lay it on Thank us. you. Here's our first one. The three-named actress knew what was going on all along, but never said anything. It was why uh, he was going to be killed off years ago when they were going to make another movie. Sarah Jessica Parker. Chris knows. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so NT Lawyer says... That Sarah Jessica Parker knew what was going on all along, but never said anything. And it was why they all thought that he was going to be killed off years ago when they were going to make another movie. I mean, seems totally plausible, but, you know, it does seem plausible. I would also just, well, I don't know. I guess I would add that if she did know and didn't say anything, that doesn't look very good. Yeah, you like know, that in and of itself is gross. 
going yeah. back where looking at Twitter, looking at tabloid coverage dating back to the 90s. I don't know if you guys saw this National Enquirer article about model Beverly Johnson, Mm-mm. who was in a relationship with Chris Noth for a number of years in the 90s. Huh. It was really bad. It was saying that he threatened her, called her numerous times a day, oh. threatened to kill her pet. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's worth looking at that. And that was published in the mid 90s. Wow. So hmm. also Twitter chatter, Twitter gossip, being that essentially his behavior was an open secret among many, particularly in the community. Well, it wouldn't NYU. be the first time. True. Mm-hmm. I just have such a hard time with that like term open secret because it's like if people knew and you didn't say anything like I don't know. That wasn't helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what it hints at and I don't know, you know, like, I mean, I guess we could ask Sarah Jessica Parker what she knew and when she knew it. But I think more importantly, you have to ask yourself, why is a person like Chris Noth allowed to continue to operate in a system that people are aware of behavior that, you know, they wouldn't tolerate from other people who are less powerful. Right. So that, you know, whether it's Bill Cosby or whether it's Harvey Weinstein, everybody comes out and says, Oh, we all knew that there were issues, but you know, what is it about the system that allowed that to continue for so long? Exactly. And how do you change that? Mm. I got another mystery. Because that is a question that is too big. Too big to answer. Too big to answer in the present moment. Mm -hmm. But we'll work on it. Here's another one. Uh, This foreign-born A-slash-A-list mostly movie actress has a very, very good chance of winning an Oscar this year. It doesn't help her, though, when her husband publicly says that the child-molesting director is a great guy. Ugh. The The child-molesting director. Yeah, think about that person. Who is that? Is that like a Brian, Brian Singer? Singer? There was just an article about him, by the way, in Vanity Fair. Yeah. Um, which was gross. Um, oh, Woody Allen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now. So who are we who, looking for? An actress? Well, there's an actress, and she's married to someone who just a day or yeah. two ago publicly defended Woody Allen. Oh, who does that? And now I can't... I, I I saw the article, and I went, ish, and then I moved on with my life. So and you now said I she's going to win an Oscar this year? Uh, well, this is what NT Lawyer thinks, is that she had a really good movie role uh, in the past year. Her husband is also in the news because he has a high-profile project that is being released right now. It was released in theaters, and now it's going to go to a streaming service. Uh, is that uh, was it the Ricardos? Aaron Sorkin? Not Aaron Sorkin. Uh, um, like think a Spidey? Of, no, think about who else was working with Aaron Sorkin. It's the same project. Javier Bardem? Yeah. Who's his wife? I think she's very famous. I don't know who Javier Bardem's wife is. I guess I don't really either. Uh, she is also from Spain. Penelope Cruz? Oh, they're married. That makes me sad. Yeah, they've been married since 2010. I mean, not that they're married, but that that, uh, she's a part of this blind item. I love Penelope Cruz. Okay, go on. Uh, Yes. So, um, blind item. Here we go. So, Penelope Cruz has a very, very good chance of winning an Oscar this year. Uh, I believe that was probably for her role in the film Parallel Mothers that came out this year. 
Almodovar. Yes, yes. And uh, but it doesn't help when Javier Bardem publicly defends Woody Allen and says he's a great guy. Calls all the allegations, quote, gossip. And uh, Javier, was he doing that during like press for beyond or being the Ricardos? Uh, he did this in a new interview with The Guardian. Uh, yes. Because that mm-hmm. just is not a good move. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't. You're entitled to your feelings, but like, do you use the moment when you're trying to get your film off the ground to double down on what? Yeah. The bleep? I don't know that that's the best plan. Yeah. 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 You know, he said of working with Woody Allen, he still is fine. He doesn't regret starring in Woody Allen movies and also says, quote, pointing fingers at someone is very dangerous. If he hasn't been legally proven beyond that, it's just gossip. Okay. I don't, I don't feel like that's true, but I would disagree with him on I that. I don't statement. like that. <laughs> <laughs> I disapprove. I don't like it. I don't like I, it. No, yes. Oh, so we'll move on to another celebrity gossip mystery. A big no show at the premiere for this celebrity husband of this foreign born B plus list actress. Okay, that was a lot. You yeah. went too fast. Can you do that again? So, Sorry. A big no show mm-hmm. at a premiere. Mm-hmm. For the celebrity husband yep. of this foreign-born oh. B-plus list actress. Nick Jonas, Jonas Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. Chopra, The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I saw the pictures and his parents were there, yeah. but he was not. And that is fishy, especially when she has been going out of her way. Okay, fill in the blank, and then I'll tell you what she's been going out of her way to do. So a big no-show. Nick Jonas did not attend the premiere of the latest Matrix movie with his wife, Priyanka Chopra. So she has been going out of her way to make sure that whenever she does press for the Matrix, she talks about how much Nick loved it. Yeah. And she um, the piece that I read talked about how like they've spent so much time together and like connecting during the pandemic was super important. And I'm like, but but like at this point, you can't right. you can't show up for your premiere. Like, right. So what's that all about? Yeah, What's he busy but, doing? Right but now? to be fair, it's got to be something because she got his parents to show up. But what are they up to? Well, I mean, nothing. Right. But my point is, yeah. like, if there was some huge rift between them, his parents wouldn't be there. Right. Right. But it, it does beg the question, like, what is he so busy doing? Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was going to make a joke and I'm not going to. Can we do another one, please, before it comes out? Blinded by the item. Joke alert. Joke alert. All right. Here we go. Another appropriate joke. I'm just not going to say. Okay. Go on. All right. All right. Great. Mm-hmm. Family program. Aaron Rodgers. What? Okay, go on. What? Nothing. Aaron Rodgers. Go on. What's the blind item? Oh, you think Nick and Aaron Rodgers I'm are... Just, ho- no, I'm see. not saying. I'm just saying it's happened before. Go ahead. What? So, anti-lawyer told you many months ago that behind the scenes, this A-list, mostly television actress from a long, long, long-running network show wanted to leave. She knows it will be tough to leave, though, if the show is still airing. Now she has taken her thoughts public to really put pressure to end the show. Ellen Pompeo. I going to say, this better be your... Grey's Anatomy lady. This is, uh, there have been, the last two days, there have been stories about her basically being like, nobody else wants to go. But it's it's time. So she's like, I'm done. But, well, I don't get it. Right. Why doesn't she just leave? Uh, that's a great question. Like, what does she think I don't would know. happen if she leaves? I don't, I think it's because she's uh, got lots of skin in the game, money-wise. Yeah. She's one of the producers. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellen Pompeo wants to leave Grey's Anatomy, 
but she knows it will be tough to leave if the show is still airing. Yeah. Now, Ellen Pompeo has taken her thoughts public to really put pressure on the show to end it. Huh. Headline, E.T. Canada. Ellen Pompeo says, quote, I've been trying to focus on convincing everybody that Grey's Anatomy should end. I mean, that's kind of overt. I, I don't want to say it, but I, I agree. Is the show done? I, it's just time. It's just time. It feels time. like it's time, man. Like, I can't talk about it because I don't want to give spoilers. But, you know, you you if you've watched the show long enough, you know what's about to happen a lot. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I feel like the show's been on long enough where spoiler alerts. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. So you're watching last weekend and they've got a heart, a very important heart in the car that they've harvested and they're on a twisty, windy road and the driver starts clutching his chest and you're like, oh, he's going to have a heart attack or with a heart in the car, with a heart in the car. And uh, the thing goes off the side of a cliff (laughs) and then they can't. They're all like balancing, you know, because nothing normal happens at Gray Sloan Memorial. So, you know, they have to figure out who's going to get out of the car first and like somebody's going to go down with the car. And it's a major character. It was kind of a big deal. Are you on staff? I know. I wish. I wish I would cash that check. Thank you. This is like, I don't know, soap opera storylines yep. from 1983 correct yep but you know it's coming like you're watching and i'm watching and they're like you know talking they're like oh we got we got this great heart i'm so happy about this heart and like you see the the road wind and i'm like oh they're going well, down it's like they're going down it's like whenever there's like you know a resolution to something and everybody's happy driving in a car and you're like there's there's going to be an accident right because right they're not going to show the happy car everybody <laughs> happy driving in a car la la what a great heart we have tire scratch no it's um whatever tire scratch tire tire screech screech. yeah Yeah. the tire screech the records and scratch yeah well holly thank you for those blind items sure put a fork in it it's done no i don't like to say it but i do love that show whatever when we come back on the colleen and bradley show uh jillian michaels is talking again and oh, she's saying that's some kind stuff. Of blast from the past. I know. Well, she's saying some stuff, and I'll tell you what she's saying, and what about it is still problematic after this on my talk one oh seven one. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on my talk one oh seven one. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, do you remember the last time we were talking about Jillian Michaels? No, zero. Okay. Chance. What if I refresh your memory? Okay. Uh, by telling you it involved <laughs> Al Roker. Oh, oh, no, I don't know. 
And a oh yeah, they got into a spat. The two of them. Do you remember what it was around? Uh, because Al Roker was advocating keto. Yes, and she was like, "Your keto is not neato. Not neato. <laughs> keto, no. Yeah, keto, no." She said she basically was like, "That's not a healthy diet." Uh, and then, you know, Al Roker and Andy Cohen and entered the chat, remember? And like, uh, they were all like throwing barbs at each other. Because that's what this world needs more of. Yes, just people arguing over what the best over diet keto. is. It's so stupid. But, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, she was talking as though she had an expertise in nutrition. But what does Jillian Michaels do? She's a physical trainer. Yeah. And I'm not saying that physical trainers don't have an un- an understanding about nutrition. Yeah. But their area of expertise is in fitness. Well, she's getting herself into some hot water again. Oh, no. Because she's talking, once again, about The Biggest Loser. So The Biggest Loser was a show that was popular for a period of time and then became problematic. Because they started to talk or people started to pay attention to the extreme measures that the people, the contestants were taking to try to lose the most weight, to earn the most money. And we had enough distance from the first few seasons to see that a lot of the people who competed on that show were coming out the other end with weight gain and more significant issues. Yeah. I mean, and I think as we all sort of came to realize, like perhaps this like extreme obsessive compulsive, um, not necessarily clinically speaking, but maybe uh, attention to like low calorie and intense working out maybe wasn't the most wise, but of course, you know, also like entertainmentizing, um, health is just problematic, but but yeah, I think we were all coming to this conclusion. Unfortunately, for people like Jillian Michaels, at their expense. Well, Jillian Michaels is uh, responding to some of that. She talks to Today Health, and she said, really, the number one issue with the show, The Biggest Loser, Bradley was the thing you you mentioned was sort of the gamification of the weight loss. She said the producers gamified weight loss. It was weight loss on a ticking clock. Um, So she said, you know, that she didn't feel like she doesn't now as she looks back on it. She doesn't think it's fair that people would get kicked off the show for not losing enough, which when you really like that was seriously the worst part of the show. Yeah. Like you would watch these people who were showing up with all this hope and they would maybe not lose enough. And then the, they'd be like, okay, bye, go home and do the rest yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was awful, but that's almost like saying, I'm trying to think of like a good, um, metaphor for that, but that's like that horse has already like leapt out of the, barn or out of the stable or whatever Mm -hmm. they say right like at the point you know like the show never should have existed right in the form that it did so to focus on the absolute worst part is you know okay but also can we talk about why we thought that was a good idea in the first place right well what jillian michaels is saying that's also getting uh some eyes rolling and heads turning is that even though she did not uh, approve of the gamification or does no longer approve of the gamification of the show, The Biggest Loser, she stands by the very low-calorie diet with the intense 
exercise as still being the most successful way. Based on what? Based on her brain. Okay. Because other nutritionists are weighing in and saying, yeah, no, that's really oversimplifying it. Um, a dietitian by the name of Rachel Hartley said, it's oh, it's greatly oversimplifying. That's just not how human bodies work. Essentially saying that uh, those that calorie limit is extremely low. It doesn't account for all kinds of different physiological pieces of the makeup of a human being um, that are all different yeah. and, and people have different needs. Mm-hmm. But Jillian Michaels wants you to know that she still is the authority on how to lose a lot of weight fast. And she says 1200 calories a day and work out constantly. Yeah. And, and anybody that tells you that they have the secret to the, um, your losing weight and keeping it off um, without actually knowing who you are, I would run the opposite direction because the, the science, like actual science mm-hmm. indicates that we are so incredibly individual based on, you know, our genetics and our individual, mm-hmm. um, you know, body types that like a prescription t- to sort of if somebody's like, I've got the secret. Oh, you probably don't. At at best, you have the secret for one person or a few people. Right. Right. So. That's why I think perhaps Jillian Michaels is trying to save her image because she's got something else to sell. Let me guess. Does she have something to sell? Well, I'm actually glad you said that uh, I because I don't know for sure, honestly, but one would imagine, yes, she does. She does. And in um, fact, if you go to her website, you can get started right now with a seven day free trial to her fitness app. Oh, what do you yeah. And again, I'm not saying there's no value in what Jillian Michaels is doing. You know, she is an exercise guru. Is that mm-hmm. a word? Sure. It Gurus. is now. I, I don't like that word. Anyway, um, sure. Awesome. You know, uh, getting people to move more is a great thing. But like, I don't need you to justify the bad choices you've made in order to find some value in what you're offering today. Also, what time of year is it? Yeah, it's we're we're like we can see the new year coming. Exactly. And so everybody's everybody's resolving to do the thing that they've always wanted to do. Listen, I'm just trying to resolve to not get COVID and to like be healthy (laughs) right now. So that's a good plan. Thanks. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, what was your first big purchase? 651-641-1071. Like big adulty purchase that you were so proud of. What was it? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.